0: Welcome to another episode of Squawking Dead. Do Not Send Us astray right off the bat gives us ringside seats to a well-executed and strategically-planned attack by Maggie and the Ock Brigade. It felt so good to see so many saviors fall after getting kicked around by them for the better part of two seasons. Unfortunately, we were treated to a macabre second act, involving a time-release death march in the form of allies-turned-walkers, ambling through our sleeping allies while midnight-snacking them to death. (sighs) Ugh. And that goddamn kid Henry Uh,
1: Son of a bitch Should've just stayed in the house
0: Why Why don't kids listen? No, never It's times like these that I have to take a beat and remind myself Like a mantra to forgive our living and our dead To forgive those who are with us and those who are absent Our young and old men and women and if there's a creator, and by that token, some sort of peaceful rest, I hope we at Squawking Dead aren't forbidden from that eternal reward and aren't simultaneously sent astray in that life suddenly into that blissful eternity too soon. And if my time does come, there's no one I'd rather have by my side than my pardoner of sins, my protector and my savior, my fulfiller of promises and granters of rights. My wife Evelyn, but running up behind her narrowly avoiding <laughs> the
1: punishment of hellfire is Carol. <laughs> love that love your intros every week it's Uh, it's it's the it's the highlight one of the highlights of our podcast (laughs) (laughs) it gives me a chance to just flex my creative muscles that's what i'm saying you know it just gives you a chance to just kind of like just put it out there you know i took a creative writing course in high school oh hey listen (laughs) don't get me started on creative writing i'll take any opportunity i can get (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> I should give you more opportunities. That would be that would actually I turn get, this flip I right get, on its head.
1: I get those opportunities at work all the time. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> I am yeah. the I am the go-to for email drafting oh, and God. email, like, reviews. It's like, can you read this? Can you draft something? And hey, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, m-
0: meanwhile, I'm the guy that writes emails that no matter how hard I try are just way too long. T- <laughs> I am, they should just call me TLDR Cameo. So, <laughs> just, that's what it should be called.
1: It's a fine balance. <laughs> it's a fine line between being too curt and too wordy. It's like, you have to, strike that in between
0: yeah and you know what our culture has gotten so much more visual like i have to bold yeah. and underline things yeah and I oh i to... do that all the
1: time bold i like you have to kind of make it visually stimulating or else people just kind of gloss over it and are like yeah whatever i used my first emoji in an email oh last week i refuse to do that i feel even weird like we have um in the office like microsoft link you know the instant messaging sort of like inter office kind of thing going on oh yeah and you can have like emojis and and even that sometimes i feel weird about because I'm like, you know, I'm damn near 40. So it's like, it feels like among friends, whatever, but like in an inter-office, you know, communication setting, I feel kind of like weird. Unless like, we're like that, we, we've got it like that, you know, I don't know.
0: You've never used Dutch. Slack before.
1: <laughs> well, you know what, we were gonna use Slack. They were going through a period of trying to figure out what programs were gonna be the official programs that we were gonna use for different purposes. And Slack was on the list. And somehow I guess it didn't make the cut but slack was considered I remember that
0: well you were spared the hellfire then let, let me just put it to you that way
1: <laughs> okay so we dodged a bullet
0: oh yeah the pardoner has uh, pardoned you from the, nice. the, the misery and torment that is slack
1: hopefully it wasn't a tainted bullet <laughs>
0: <laughs> whether or not it was you dodged it so that's I good dodged for you it, but
1: that's what matters yes so this was quite the episode, although I will say, and I even, this was my first day back at work since I had my injury. So they didn't have They're, to amputate. <laughs> no, luckily they did not have to amputate. I did not have to have my hand amputated yet. Thanks, style. Ugh. But it's very interesting because I had a couple of coworkers that are diehard Walking Dead fans. And so they come to me as like their guru, like in the office. So when they want to commiserate and discuss theories and things like that. And one of them was just livid about the fact that his DVR recorded what he thought was a two hour epic Walking Dead episode, with this <laughs> epic battle of the hilltop, only to find out that it was an hour. The battle itself was about half an hour. And like the last hour was a new show called Terror. <laughs> he was livid, <laughs> livid. And I understood. <laughs> Wow. Talk
0: about great expectations.
1: Yeah. And you know what? The thing is, you know, AMC knew what they were doing. First of all, on the DVR, it did show. Like, I didn't even think about it because I already knew and had heard that they were going to sandwich it right after Walking Dead. But I didn't know that on your TV guide, it shows up as like Walking Dead for two hours. And the way they hyped it as like the epic battle at the hilltop, you'd believe like, oh, well, maybe it is a two hour episode because here's the big battle. The savior show up at the hilltop. No,
0: (laughs) no, not Not like the battle Getty's, of Gettysburg or something no. it's, it's for real it's, I tried to play the terror on demand So that I could get the, the Walking Dead sneak peek for next week Uh but it's not even up yet on on demand my providers on demand it's not even it's not even on and it's not even available on amcs too by the way no
1: because it just aired literally so they probably don't even have it up on on demand yet usually there's a bit of a lag usually from Mm. what i depends on the show but sometimes there could be a lag of a couple of days or something honestly i just went online and found somebody who recorded it (laughs) i was (laughs) like i was like i'm not i'm I'm not succumbing to amc's manipulation tactics i'm not doing (laughs) it it was actually yeah. on AMC's website too, by the way. So, oh, really? Yeah. Yep. I saw, <laughs> didn't have to download it. <laughs> I didn't download it. Somebody just pirated the. I pirated, the, I pirated yeah. the sneak peek. Right. I found somebody who like pirated it, and I was like, "This is good."
0: That's <laughs> even better. Like you found somebody that pirated it, and then and you fast. downloaded it off of them. <laughs> fast. It's <laughs> hilarious.
1: I was like, "No." I was Eddie was like, my husband Eddie was like laughing at me because I was like, "No, I'm not. I'm not." Because he actually tried to watch it. He's like, "Well, you know, I'll like try." watching it I'm like no I'm not gonna fall for this <laughs> oh, oh, oh,
0: I watched it I watched Did you it. I actually really enjoyed it because I love um Ridley Scott I love a, Ridley
1: Scott I love um Jared Harris he was on Mad Men and he was uh,
0: amazing on Mad Men and Tobias Menzies I have just he's just such a good oh sorry
1: <laughs> no I mean I have and that's the thing I have nothing against the show itself it was just the way that they like try to do it it's sort of like it's a little deceptive <laughs> Oh yeah, it's, and so it's so got you just amazing rating, ratings. actually. It's you, didn't, you, you didn't watch
0: it on principle, right? <laughs> on principle, exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. I won't do things just out of spite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it really did set the table for some really frightening stuff.
1: It sounded intriguing in terms of the plot. I think also the thing is that Walking Dead is such a heavy show, and the terror is also from what it seems like a pretty heavy show that I need to be in the right mental state. And also like be really paying attention to and especially with it's new it's new actors it's new storyline but it's gotten I'm looking at it right now and it's gotten really strong reviews yeah. Rotten tomatoes and IMDb well they have some well, really good heavy
0: hitters like Jared Harris and um, mm-hmm. let me see was oh, a Kieran Hines yes who was also in um, uh, Game of Thrones oh okay. Oh, he was in Rome I think he's, he's, oh. this guy's insane he's an insane actor I mean
1: yeah
0: three of these guys Tobias Menzies uh, Menzies uh, Kieran Hines and Jared Harris these guys are just powerhouses, mm. powerhouses actors. It's how do you get these three crazy actors on one show? It's AMC's really doing it.
1: I mean AMC's really trying also just because Gone are the days where it was like Walking Dead, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, and they just had all these like boom, 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 like you know shows. Mad Men was AMC too. Yeah, yeah Mad Men. Was, I I was the biggest Mad Men fan. Mad Men was my show, and that was AMC too. They they're just killing it. Yeah, killing they it. they they are. So Breaking Bad, right? Breaking wrong? Bad was AMC yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. So they've had like some really really good scripted shows, like really good show, shows that had really amazing writing. Yeah, and original. Um, yeah, original. Yeah, exactly, and they were amazing. <laughs> very unique I mean obviously Walking Dead is its own entity And Breaking Bad was very different Mad Men was completely different Really amazing storylines And really good writing across the board So AMC has a good eye In picking up like good stories But yeah at a pure principle I was like I'm not watching this right now
0: <laughs> You know it's funny AMC's tagline should be AMC we're killing it And
1: then (laughs) at the end. Oh, my God. (laughs) I know. Yeah, they're going to ride that horse till they can't anymore. Right, right. Because Walking Dead is our cash cow right now. Till the hooves fall off. Mm
0: -hmm. And then they'll keep riding because it's a walker horse. I know. They're going to keep
1: riding that horse no matter what. With a pale rider. Oh, God. (laughs) So, so now that we've talked about AMC. (laughs) Speaking of dead things
0: and ghosts by the way let's talk about the (laughs) very good call i what's interesting is that we were just talking about ghosts in our last episode of ghosts or visions or whatnot hallucinations yes and boom right from the beginning you've got gavin
1: talking to morgan yeah i don't know what i think about what he was saying i'm not quite sure what it all means—the whole, you know what it is. You were supposed to. I mean, he's tormenting Morgan with that, or he's tormenting himself. Right, now.
0: right. Yeah, that's the problem when we when we start doing a show just after. Uh, we don't have time to like let it simmer like we do later on in the week. And I'm trying to kill myself trying to edit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't be the, doing
0: that anymore. The closest approximation to what I can I think it might be is. I think he's just having a systems failure. It's.
1: I think so. I mean, I just kind of attribute it to like, okay, this is going to be the segue into him leaving here and going to fear because he's just going to be like, that's it, I can't do this anymore, I need to just go. And he just basically walks off and joins the fear cast.
0: Let me elaborate on the systems failure thing. It's more like... I think he's having a hard time of him not clearing. Mm-hmm. I think that Henry took over is, ha- is giving him a hard time because I think deep down, I don't think he wants Henry to have to take on that mantle. And you see in this episode, and we'll get to it, but Henry is kind of threatening to be that person. Right. And I think Morgan is having a really hard time knowing that he passed that mm-hmm. madness on to, perhaps passing on that madness on to Henry. Mm-hmm. And after having trained him with the stick, Especially since when he when he was trained on the stick, he was not trained to sharpen the end. He wasn't trained to actually kill. He was trained in Aikido to right. use his opponent's force against them to mm-hmm. disable them mm-hmm. in self-defense. Yep. But this killing thing, that's a new thing for him. Well, not a new thing, but using this technique, using these mm-hmm. gifts, yeah. it's, it's tough. And then it specifically starts with that. Having mm-hmm. his kill taken away from him, his clearing... Mm-hmm. Right, That is causing a huge schism in him Like mm-hmm. it was supposed to be you And mm-hmm. yet it was taken away from you And mm-hmm. yet you're indoctrinating this kid And yet you don't want that to happen to him mm-hmm. Because you're suffering so much So that's mm-hmm. the closest I can get to the tug of war That's going on in Morgan's head right now
1: Yeah, I, th- I could see that Especially the whole you were supposed to and Maybe it's like he was supposed to be the one to do it Not to let this kid kind of like Follow suit in his footsteps And fall into the same trope right
0: and maybe that's the thing maybe he thinks of himself as the this is his thing that his duty supposed to be to kill he's the one who's supposed to like destroy the saviors until they're all done Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. that's what he's thinking Mm -hmm. and instead it's it's this kid yeah Mm
1: -hmm.
0: also how do you feel about seeing gavin again even as a apparition
1: it was it was a little odd it was a little jarring for me i was like Gavin? Okay. Of all people. I mean I understand if it's if it's supposed to be the idea of like, you know, you were supposed to be the one to do this and not let it fall on Henry to kind of like take up that that burden, then okay i get it why it would be gavin that he sees i felt
0: oddly good like it was kind of (laughs) hey gavin it's nice to see you buddy what's going on nice he's like all dressed in white you know aside from the wound in his neck right (laughs) aside from that it's kind of like hey you look good man you look you look okay man spiffed up you know aside from
1: the gash in your neck yeah i don't (laughs) know i just
0: felt that way i just felt like oh it's good to see you buddy you're not off the show yet
1: (laughs) so it's like yeah you're not kicked off yet there you go you got another appearance squeezing out a couple of lines from. You. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you got paid for that. Money. Money. It's a charity. Lines are lines.
0: So we're taking from that straight to Sadiq. Poor guy.
1: What, what was up with this chick? <laughs> like, honestly, like I was watching the scene and I was like, I'm not understanding where her anger is coming from. It just seemed like unnecessary, like like hazing. And I'm like, look, it's a post-apocalyptic world, and we're in wartime. Take whatever help you can get. And rather than worry about damn blankets, utilize this guy. Get off your high horse. So I wasn't necessarily disappointed when Tobin got her later, but whoa, 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 <laughs> I, was in, I was like, well, what did you get? And did you play it in slow motion like <laughs> Like um, I did. You know what? I still get squeamish with some of those Walker <laughs> stuff. Like I'm the kind of person, like I'm watching it and I'm like, ooh, can <laughs> I like turn away?
0: You know what it was? It was the expression on her face. Because if you, if you slow down the frames, it looks like she's not even turning up. She's not able to, of course, but she's not mm-hmm. turning around to see what that was. It mm-hmm. looks at first as though she's trying to swat a fly. <laughs> she <laughs> has her hand... You know how you like wave your yeah. hand back to swat yeah. a fly? Yeah. No, <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> Definitely not that. It's, it's bigger than a bread box, whatever you've yeah, got on your neck. Yeah,
1: Tobin was a big dude too.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no, she looks just very worried and confused when it wouldn't swat. That's <laughs> what it was to me. You know what? My brain, because of how charged we are socially and culturally lately in this media frenzy, yeah, my brain automatically ran to like racism or something. Oh, Did really? you not like get that hit in your stomach? Well,
1: well, you know what? I mean, I didn't think about it that way, but I don't think that we've really touched upon racism since like probably the days of Merle. Yeah.
0: Because Merle used to,
1: Yeah, because Merle used to make comments about Glenn all the time, you know, <laughs> until like, you know, eventually Daryl and Merle reconnected during the whole governor thing. And he tried making a comment and Daryl defended Glenn. So yeah, yeah, in general, like I think with The Walking Dead. I think they do a good job of keeping a very diverse cast in general and i've always really really liked that about this show just because of the fact that it's grounded in reality i have a girlfriend who says because she watches the walking dead and she's always been one to say like look the apocalypse doesn't discriminate right when shit hits the fan whoever's left it's not going to matter whether they're white black muslim catholic whatever it's just purely about survival but I didn't think about that in that situation. Maybe. I just thought that she was just one of those, like, I'm a medical doctor. You were just a resident. And so, you know, you got to just shadow me. I'm like, dude, this isn't Columbia Presbyterian. That <laughs> shit goes out the window. Like, in this sort of climate and scenario, like, if you watched enough episodes of ER, then fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You are not going to get picky in this situation. <laughs> right, right.
0: That's the other thing that I was trying to figure out was whether or not she was a doctor. Because the only thing that confused me about that was because...
1: I very confused about it at first too and then i saw some people commenting that she was the kingdom's doctor it's like that that the that the kingdom had a doctor and that dr carson was the hilltops doctor obviously before the saviors took him and brought him to the sanctuary to replace his brother the other dr carson what if they're all
0: like siblings i'm kidding i don't know
1: but it seems doctors don't do well on The Walking Dead.
0: No, they don't. And they don't they- get Negan's respect. I wanted to bring that up on our, on, in that episode, mm-hmm. the two episodes ago. Like It seems like Negan can sniff everybody out except for doctors. He mm-hmm. knows what they're thinking. He knows what they're doing except for doctors. He just doesn't have the knack for them. No. And, and, but whatever, I don't want to get into it now because that moment has passed. But yeah, and then I think somebody had said Dr. Dana on the show and I still, my brain wasn't resolving it. So he said doctor. So it's was kind of like, oh, okay, oh, she is a doctor. And then I was confused. Okay, wait, if Carson and, and Father Gabriel were trying so hard to get get him over to Hilltop, you know, why would they care? And then I guess they didn't know, obviously, that the, the kingdom, kingdom had. Yeah. 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 So to go back to that, That's only what I was thinking of at the time. You know, as it was Mm -hmm. happening, I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. my God, this is really awkward. Is this happening on this show right now? I
1: know, yeah. And
0: not that that would be a bad thing, obviously, because, you know, it's it's always good to have a little conflict and and a little friction.
1: Real reality. But I
0: kind of liked what she did, actually. I really (laughs) did. because. Well, yeah. Because it really, it really separates the wheat from the chaff, that kind of thing. It's like,
1: yeah, I mean, because for instance, like somebody like Doctor Denise over in Alexandria, she came through eventually, but after kind of a crash course in realizing that this is not for the faint of heart, and so you're going to be doing things and you know not be squeamish, not be freaked out. You're going to have to just sort of do it. So I understand where she was coming from, you know, to kind of absolutely set the tone. But he, you know, stepped up to the plate, and you know, so she, that's why she was like, oh, I like you. Yeah, I I find
0: characters like that to be actually to be really realistic, especially on my everyday. Mm -hmm. The way I deal with my colleagues, I am usually that person, and Mm -hmm. not even in a mean way. Mm -hmm. But I like to push people a little bit. I try not to swear too much, but when I push people and they actually either a they fess up or b they rise to the challenge, that Mm -hmm. really gets my respect, and that is cumulative. It's not like. You know how some people are just doing that on an every day, and it's like a living hell. Right. They like, yeah. repeat themselves, and they never appreciate you, even if mm-hmm. you rise to the challenge. Mm-hmm. I try to like let those points accumulate. Mm-hmm. If you're on a certain level with me, you know you're you're gonna get my attention. You're gonna get my respect, and then I'm gonna mm-hmm. give you more responsibility. So I I kind of identify with that a little bit. Like I think she needed to push him because this is gonna get really messy really fast. It, mm-hmm. Basically, like she said are you yeah. going to be able to do this and that? Are you going to be able to do this, this and that? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be able to do this, this and that while doing that?
1: Yeah. And yeah. I was like,
0: all right. Yeah, well, I mean, at the end, I was kind of like, all right. Yeah. At least yeah. She, she kind of nodded to him. So,
1: and I think you mentioned that he was an ER resident, right? Something yeah. like that. That's right. That's right. God, thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: yeah not, so he like, could do you know,
1: it not like a podiatrist or something she's sniffing him out
0: that's all mm-hmm. sniffing out his, his capabilities and you know to see if he had the metal. yeah and imagine if that was Dr. Denise she'd be like crying oh, all, all oh yeah the she, oh
1: yeah exactly that's what I mean it's like she was not equipped to be able to handle that kind of, she was barely able to equipped to handle the situations they had and this with saviors rolling up oh forget it
0: god I feel like in some way she got lucky too
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that we doubt those who aren't necessarily strong enough physically or emotionally to kind of like move on to the next level because it only is going to get harder and it's only going to get more difficult and your opponents are only going to become more formidable. So Denise would not have been able to handle this kind of situation very well. Would not have passed the smell test. No, no, she uh, she definitely would not have.
0: Chaos happens. Yes. You know, the horns start blaring, the sailors like are that. coming. Yeah, that right?
1: Was, that was pretty cool. Like when the horn, when the horn started blaring and, and Jerry gives a signal and all that. First of all, you know I love Jerry. Oh, yeah. I'm like, don't hurt Jerry. That would be very bad. People riot for Daryl. People riot for Jerry, too. It would be
0: like a Brazilian <laughs> soccer match. You'd just be one of those fans. <laughs> it's just tearing people's heads off, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm like, wow. don't don't hurt Jerry. Yeah, like do not. But I love that. I love like the horns and all of that, and one horn to the other horn. Daryl shoots off the air horn. Jerry gets the signal. Like I loved all of that.
0: Yeah, you sit up in your seat. You're like, oh, it's going oh, down.
1: It's going down, which is why a lot of people probably thought, yeah, this is going to be a two-hour episode. But- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, it was the terror in more ways than one. Yeah. But uh
1: <laughs> but I was like, okay, here we go. It's happening. Okay, here they come. That was that was pretty cool.
0: As we predicted, it was it's not even that Simon called her bluff. <laughs> He just, no, he, he skipped just, over bluffing and yeah. just went like, well, if they, if they couldn't figure it out, I don't that's want their, him it's I don't their want problem. Them.
1: Yeah. It's like, if they can't figure it out, then I don't want them on my side anyway.
0: So, so much for <laughs> the hostages. Like,
1: yeah. Basically like if you're stupid enough to get caught, then what do I want with you? Yeah, exactly. Which is very, kind of interesting. Very heartwarming. T- think, think of that though. Like they're, they're actually his people. Yeah. His satellite station. You know, and which he, he took umbrage with Negan last time. But I think that it's purely just because of a power. like he could care less about the men themselves he could care less about it he's just more concerned like somebody tried to usurp his authority authority
0: or maybe oh you know what let's take it even further what if it would be better for him to not have them alive because then he could pin their deaths on hilltop you know what i mean then when if and when negan comes out of the woodwork Mm -hmm. you know he could say oh well i had no choice you know i went crazy and they were my people And, and negan would be like I guess that makes sense.
1: Yeah, well... <laughs> well, course. I would
0: be that way too, a little.
1: Right. So, yeah, I mean, maybe. Simon is definitely a very calculated psychopath, so it's yeah. it's possible. Yeah, he's, 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 he's not
0: thinking like two steps ahead. He's kind of yeah. like on a half step. He's, yeah, he's... I really don't think he's thinking of anything right now.
1: No, I think he's just in like a rage sort of like, let's just kind of go get him. Because I think he really thought he was just going to... Crash through those gates and just shoot them all up, and that's it. I don't think that he even ever considered they would actually have a plan of attack planned out. No, in preparation.
0: Yeah, and you know what he's like thinking of now. He says he says to Dwight even after Dwight's giving him this impassioned like, look, it's not too late to turn back. Negan yep. definitely does not want this. Right. And he says, better to big beg forgiveness than ask permission.
1: I thought that was a really good line. Yeah. Essentially, what it boils down to: better to regret the actions that you took rather than like the th- the rather than regret rather yeah. than regret not doing anything. Right. So essentially, this is his moment, and he feels he has to take it, and figures he'll deal with the consequences. I guess in that way,
0: he's kind of more of a realistic person. I mean, think yes. about it. This is the apocalypse, baby. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's just—it's no rules. It's like—it's like what we were saying last week. It's like to rely on mutual trust is the next level for people right. to kind of regain their humanity. But Simon's likes this world. Simon likes the. Yeah. No, like I said before, like in last couple episodes, like he likes the idea that he has none of the responsibility and all of the latitude.
1: If you think about it, this post-apocalyptic setting has allowed certain people to almost have a new life in a way, and they're like stronger individuals now and more powerful individuals in this world than they ever were when pre-apocalypse. Carol was a battered housewife that was very weak and probably was a blip on the radar to people. Oh yeah. Even like somebody like the governor, who I think was—I I forget his backstory—but I think he oh. was some sort of business, like an insurance. <laughs> yeah, I some think. kind of like you know really sort of like mundane, sort Meek. of like what exactly? People have kind of utilized this environment to engage their inner fantasy selves, right? Their desires, their, their deep yeah. hidden ones, where, yeah. where they
0: thought they couldn't do it before in a, in a freer right. world. Right. Exactly. You know. What, you know. What, I figured out what Simon is, and if they they show a flashback of this, I will just—I'll just. I'll just soil myself because car salesman no even worse neater <laughs> made.
1: oh god
0: the mustache
1: oh the hat yeah, can the you imagine mustache. it the white yeah, hat i could oh god
0: Ugh. <laughs> the snide comments but not really like the fortitude to get actually get into a fist fight
1: right right <laughs> Oh my god! Doesn't that make the most sense? It does.
0: It does make sense. In allegory, th- is and and here he is. It's crazy. It's just just thinking about it. Just it just it's it's the perfect backstory.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's always so interesting. <laughs> Who's got the pad now? I I love backstories. I always I'm like I want to know. I want to know.
0: Yeah, you need like a reminder. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. I loved this whole sequence. This whole fight sequence or this whole did. battle sequence.
1: I I did. I loved that they sh- sh- rolled up. And they had planned with like the boards with the nails, smart. bus. Daryl comes out of nowhere with the freaking machine gun to draw them in. And once they go in, the bus comes out, blocks them, and then all hell breaks loose. At Maggie's order, which I thought was awesome. First of all, I love the conversation she had with Simon in the first place. First of all, she refers to herself as Maggie Rhee Yeah in respect to Glenn, which I love that. And, like, she calls herself the widow, which is so cool. There's, like, a Kill Bill quality of that. That's just so cool to me. Oh, she's the aunt Yeah. Yeah, she's the widow. Not the bride, but, you know, the widow. Yeah. And I do like Simon's lines where he's like, oh, my condolences for what happened and for what's about to happen. And, like, he's he's just so, like...
0: To whom do I have the displeasure of speaking? Yes. Yes.
1: I, I again, Simon's going to have his reckoning and he will be killed by the end of the season. But I do love his character. I find his character um, immensely amusing. Immensely amusing. Oh, yeah.
0: I love him. I love uh, Stephen Og. Yeah. He's just such a... He just plays it so well. He's a character. He owns his character so well.
1: Yes, yes. He's such a weirdo. He and I love in. that. Yeah. yeah. He said he's good at being weird. He's the
0: kind of guy that steps in a puddle and then realizes this is kind of fun. Let me just keep stomping around this puddle. Yeah. That's, that's Simon. <laughs> that, that's that's Stephen Hogg. Yeah. That's Stephen Og. <laughs> <Ugg. laughs> oh, actually speaking of, okay, so throughout this fight scene, I noticed one thing is that he actually, he does Negan's whistle, right? Yes, he does. In this awkward scenario where they're kind of just walking out blindly yeah. into a That was kind of funny.
1: <laughs> they were like tiptoe, tiptoe. i like, but
0: did you you notice one more thing like i not know i've seen him in this jacket before but he's wearing like the leather jacket
1: he's doing negan's whistle and i'm like yeah because negan whenever negan shows well negan always wears his leather jacket the, right but when lean when negan is going to go and make like a presentation like you said an example he wears the leather jacket and the red scarf that's yeah. when he's making that's it's like when a, it's, it's a special occasion
0: it's like a it's a low rent <laughs> negan's yes. Yes. And and usually like it's more threatening, but I just felt like in that scene where they're just kind of trying to creep up to the mansion or whatever it's called. was it was a little silly. Yeah, it just felt very awkward. I'm like, they're going to get it, aren't they? There's open windows. There could be guns in those windows. Yeah,
1: it was kind of interesting that they felt like, oh, they've they've, uh, retreated into the house. So let's just go in there and kill them. It's like, why do you not think that they're just behind those windows with guns ready to stick out and just light everybody up? Yeah,
0: they've run away before. Four. what? Who are you kidding right
1: now? Right, right. They have the home court advantage. Yeah, yeah. So that, I did think that was funny when it was like they opened fire and they ran off. But it, but then when they ran yeah. off, I was just sort of like, oh, man, you know. Well, I don't know if I told you. There was at one point that I looked at my watch and I was like, it's only 922. Battle's over? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Cause then, yeah, because they ran off, and then I was like, oh. It felt
0: like a Scooby Doo trap the way it everything did. was going down.
1: It did. It was kind of like, swinks, we got to get out of here. They were
0: going to pull off Simon's face, and it, it was Old Man Withers. Oh. <laughs> I would have gotten away with it, too.
1: <laughs> I, and at that point, actually, when the. They start shooting from the building. I think that's when Rick shows up, isn't it? That's when Rick and Morgan show up and start. A car from the
0: first of all, a car from the left, and then when they run to the right, Rick comes right out, and then so cool. It's like flank from the left, flank flank from the right. Yeah, with Rick,
1: that was very cool. Yeah, his little his little chopping people
0: down thing that was that was great.
1: That was awesome. That was awesome. It was like ballet,
0: axe ballet. Loved it. Loved it. That was cool. We should put that to classical music. If it Damn. hasn't been done already. Oh, man, I, I'd look for it right now, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to. Uh,
1: <sighs> but Morgan was with him.
0: Yes, that's right. Oh, I don't know if this is so, but if you look at every single fight scene that Morgan is in, he's retreated to not killing people. Mm. Have you noticed that? I mean, I don't know no. if this is the truth, because I really didn't notice if he did, but I, I can't well, since, confirm that he didn't. So Since
1: he went in like murderer mode, like in the f- season premiere and pulled out a man's innards. Yeah,
0: I think he's retreated to, like, not killing
1: people. It's a 180 with Morgan. I'm going to go to default mode until my brain is figured out. Ugh god yeah it's like one extreme or the other with him now he's having all this conflict you know even though he was on a murder spree
0: yeah you know yeah.
1: or now he's like i can't right the one thing that made me think that
0: was that usually when he killed people like at the kingdom mm-hmm. he would knock them down and just blonk them right into the right into their eyeball or something just mm-hmm, to kind of mm-hmm. put him down he did not do that this time mm-hmm. he kind of just mm-hmm. knocked him down moved on mm-hmm.
1: interesting so we watch that and something
0: him. to think about yeah mm-hmm. when you're watching it so i'm just wondering what's going on with him because i think he's kind of of like i mean morgan he's just kind of like a robot you know he is
1: he's just very robotic like he he gets into a zone whatever zone that happens to be
0: <laughs> his 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 phasers are set to stun for, for the moment right. exactly. <laughs> instead of kill instead of vaporize <laughs> so yes. lucky them
1: I think, though, in the preview for next week, it's going to be a very heavy Morgan Rick episode, which I am looking forward to, especially because it looks like from the preview that Rick is back to wearing his murder jacket. So I will imagine that it'll be intense. Do you notice that? Like he wears that jacket when he's like on a murdering spree and he was at terminus. When he was with the claimers, he wears that yes. same jacket. And even when he, they were like at the outpost and killed all those satellite, those saviors in their sleep, mm. all that—it's that. It's sad. Same damn jacket,
0: but he's not wearing it in that scene that made my mercy prevail over my wrath. No, he is not. Mm.
1: He is not. So he is not in murder mode there. Then,
0: but but you know, I'm going to choose to think that I'm hoping. I don't know why I'm so stuck on this, but I feel like the nights are getting a little colder. Simon in his jacket. Hmm. I mean, maybe maybe
1: Maybe Rick's a little chilly. (laughs) Maybe in the evenings. But he was taking off those boards on the on the windows saying like, oh, oh the, heat, the kids yeah. get too hot or whatever. I'm like, well, it is Georgia. Maybe well, during the
0: day. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, though. Maybe. I mean, it gets cold down in Miami it, in winter, right? At night. And it certainly does in Virginia. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oof. Yeah.
1: In that vicinity.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: Yeah. I think it might just be a little chilly. We haven't seen. I would love to see that. Winter on The Walking Dead. Yeah. I see some frozen walkers.
0: I guess fall before winter. But I guess, yeah, we'll see. I'm sure. Or maybe we won't because the time jump. <gasps> yeah, they'll probably do that. Oh, they're cheating me out of this. Ah. Anyhow. Anyway. Ah. But yes, yes, then we get to Tara. I think.
1: I yes. First of all, I am glad. First of all, pat on your back for what, calling about, it. For calling it about the governor?
0: No, no, no. For calling it Well, I think I'm we both had our hand on that, but I was patting you on the back because you mentioned this exact scenario last week where mm-hmm. Basically, Dwight has a choice of whether or not to shoot somebody.
1: Yes, because of the, and but I was surprised at how it went down because right.
0: very subtle,
1: very subtle, because they didn't copy a textbook from the comic. But because I knew it was some variation or it was inspired by plus, we never saw Dwight when they were doing that guts trick with all their weapons. So right, right, right. I, I basically kind of took it as like, yeah, Dwight's not doing it, you know, like he's going along with it. <laughs> But you never see him actually coating his weapons. Meanwhile, you see everybody else, including Simon, you know, and Negan, and you know, all the other saviors, actually doing it. So he basically did save Tara's life because if not, Simon was going to go in for the kill. For right. Tara. So he basically was like, "Oh no, I got this one," or whatever. Yeah. Purely to just kind of like you know spare you know Tara, which he right. really didn't have to do.
0: Right. And then because you saw Simon was about to go Simon for the was kill. Ready. Yeah, she, Simon he was, was right behind her. Her back was turned. I am mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just so pleased, as Punch, that you mentioned it. You weren't even going to mention it. You're like, oh, the situation that happens in the comics. Mm-hmm. Dwight is supposed to make a choice. Yeah. And you see him make that choice in an instant in, in, in this episode. And it, it, like, I love the fact that you called it. It's just so... Awesome.
1: I, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad that, but I'm glad that they did it also in a way that was unexpected. Because I feel like there's an arch to adaptation, just like with a movie. You know, right. like like an adapted screenplay or anything like that. You don't have to copy it verbatim. You can be inspired by the source material and right. adapt it accordingly in a way that makes sense with the story. So I liked how they applied that scenario that Dwight was in in the comics and just kind of applied it to a similar circumstances, slightly different scenario. Right. But with the same goal of protecting this person. Disabling them rather than... It's like the lesser of
0: many evils. The lesser of
1: many evils, basically. Because then it basically
0: spared it. Like, he didn't have to go in for the kill.
1: No. He basically, like, spared Tara death because as far as Simon was concerned, Dwight's got it. Yeah.
0: And, you know, between that, between Daryl screaming out... I think Simon probably didn't feel the need to go for it. Mm-hmm. I do. I do think that they could have did like a close up of Dwight's eyes or something. Like yeah, to, to note mean, the the conundrum. A I think little that they
1: bit. could. I think so too. I think that they could have gone a little better to kind of show like Dwight's conflict right. and making that decision. I think that would have been. They did a little, but not. I don't think it was enough no they, they, they didn't do it enough they could they could have done that a little bit more I understand like you don't want to force it down people's throat but it's like they could have done a little bit more to kind of show the conflict and ultimately him having to kind of keep up this act in front of Simon because obviously he doesn't want Simon to know that he's in cahoots with the enemy so right. he has to keep up appearances but right. at the same time he doesn't want these people hurt or killed right right
0: but you know what I'm choosing to let that go because maybe the show is trying to focus more on the consequences or mm-hmm. on, on on other things aside from that conflict. Like right. maybe it's more about the outcome, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? So, 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 you know what, let's leave that aside. Let's leave Dwight. And maybe they're just trying to do it also to leave a little mystery in for Dwight. Right. Like where he's going to go next. Cause truly we have our suspicions, you know, based on some evidence, but I mean, we don't really know. And maybe we're like 90% sure that we do know, but I think they still want to kind of leave a little room open for the possibility of him still being an asshole.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I think they don't want to necessarily kind of make it seem like no he turned over a new leaf i think that they want to <laughs> always kind of make it seem like ah, oh, you never know
0: yeah now, this world's brutal and it's like tara said too and, and maybe we'll get into a little more later but it's Karma's a bitch yeah dwight is he i think he is carving his own path finally it's something mm-hmm. we mentioned at the end mm-hmm. of the last uh, episode it's just i think wow. this is his moment he's gotta he's gotta figure it out he's gotta work his way through instead of cowering like a like he has no choice
1: i think so yep.
0: yeah oh what did you think about rick almost <laughs> <laughs> hatching? Sadiq in the field.
1: I know. I was just like, whoa, dude, come down, Rick. <laughs> I understand you're in full attack mode, but uh, right. although Sadiq also was kind of just like on the battlefield, essentially. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, you better like grab that guy and bring him inside, you know, take that soldier and bring him in because you don't want to be out here.
0: I guess he was too inspired by that pep talk from Dr. Dana. Yeah, he was <laughs> acting right then and there. Yeah, we'll do this, we'll do this right and get on the field. And he was actually killing people too, I think, no? He
1: was also, he was, at uh, one point he was like, killing walkers so oh later on yeah 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 but helping out tobin yes it's so sad the whole tobin situation because he's like he's kind of been like a bit of the butt of the internet in terms of jokes oh no no because people are always like so what happened to tobin what's going on with tobin because tobin's like always pops up like he's just kind of there like in the background like alexandrians could go through an attack and people die tobin still around
0: (laughs) he's a big goddamn dude though he's he's a big dude he's clearly capable He's clearly talking about. I yeah, but you know what I mean.
1: It's just a, it's just a joke.
0: Yeah, says says the neck beards, you know. So yeah, let's (laughs) see if you can. (laughs) can handle the six foot five Tobin in a fight
1: yeah well poor Tobin though like I mean (laughs) Carol pulled out his heart and kicked it against the wall you know Yeah. but then kind of brought it right
0: back into his chest a little
1: (laughs) yeah in her
0: own way yeah by saying like yeah if I was kind of hoping I could fall into that life right which is kind of sweet
1: it's not you it's my hang-ups it's my issues you know that don't allow me to be able to accept your love and I think he gets it too though like he lets her be who she's going to be be. yeah i think he accepts it you know i'm glad that he has some closure before you know shit hits the fan so yeah i'm glad he was able to get that i think part of him just wanted to Im-
0: impart a sense of optimism in her though because because of the last things uh that he says to her the mm-hmm. whole thing about fighting is so that we can stop fighting and right carol's just not ready for that she's like there's always going to be a fight
1: yeah she basically feels like you know we fight just for like another day and then yeah. there'll be another battle that we have to fight like it's always going to be a fight
0: so who do you think is right though that's to the question
1: I think it's just different philosophies I could say right now like life is an eternal struggle yeah
0: yeah that's true that's true there's always gonna be a struggle it doesn't have to be a, or <laughs> a I could
1: full-scale th- assault <laughs> so. you know she looks at it as like well we're gonna keep fighting always and forever it's always gonna be like this it's never gonna get any better
0: yeah there's a little bit of a bhagavad-gita sort of philosophy in that mm-hmm. it's like we choose our suffering you, know, uh, you, you could choose conflict you could choose this you could choose not to fight mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like Morgan what no <laughs> You can choose, yeah, not to kill. But yeah, in the end, it's you choose suffering. This is what you're doing. This is what you are and be okay and be at peace with it. Or you mm. can choose that all the fighting and conflict is going to cause you the suffering. You can choose it's not even just about the act it's about how you react to that act mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but carol does not seem very at peace with her own
1: musings let's put it that yeah, way Yeah, carol still her own conclusions pe- let's say she's just not right at peace <laughs> with that no matter Carol's what. Carol's very much in com- conflict within herself when it comes to that for sure right right
0: so, yeah there is that part of her that wants to be able to have a life but mm-hmm. at, the end, at the end of the day she's kind of convinced that that's not to be that's just our lives to mm-hmm. one battle at a time mm-hmm. we get to live another day that's important because of what we and we'll get into it but what we see in the sneak peeks I do really mm-hmm. think that she has hit a wall mm-hmm. when it comes to being able to fight let's say mm-hmm. it's going to be a very important question for her until the end of the season maybe beyond who knows Yeah, I'm hoping not but ugh. You never know let's talk about Tara for a little bit because she mm-hmm. kind of does a, a complete 180
1: yeah I mean it is a complete 180 and I feel like sometimes that's like a big qualm that I have with the show where it's like you have one, you have characters that think 100% like this and then something happens and they're like 100% the other way i'm like really like you were able to just kind of turn it around like that yeah in Tara's case like she was driving me up the wall with her like attitude towards straight right I was just like to the point that when she got hit with the arrow I was like good but then I realized (laughs) that's what you get yeah and I were both like oh I hope Tara gets it tonight (laughs) and so I kept thinking it was going to happen and then she did get hit by an arrow but then I realized the scenario and I was like no Tara's fine
0: oh man it got her in the clipped her in the shoulder I was like and
1: that's a clean arrow she's fine you know but uh, this is what we're talking about uh <laughs> exactly. I was like, uh oh, spared Tara. I'm glad that she mentioned the whole governor thing because a lot of yes. people on the internet were losing their minds when she was like telling Dwayne Well, you can't just change sides, and people are like, Excuse me. Excuse like, me. <laughs> like you were with the governor, a freaking psychopath governor, and only because of Glenn where you kind of brought over to like Rick's side. And there are plenty of other people who are part of the saviors that very well could be just like you. That right, right. They, to that be, were duped into it. Yeah, and that just happened to be on that side of the fence not because they're bloodthirsty whatever it's because it's just where you happen to be it's where you happen to be and it's where you happen to land and not because you are like in agreement with their philosophy and way of doing things yeah and look at look at even al by the way which i have to keep calling him al the guy that we called it's like like alden or something is that his name well i don't know what his
0: full name is but they call him al they
1: call him al you can call me yeah
0: i love yeah speaking of that no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, but look at, the, look at look at Al himself. He, Al is
1: just another Tara. Yeah. A and less on, conflicted, more wise Tara. But, and it uh, should be noted that there were other saviors that also elected stayed, to stay uh, behind and were just kind of trying to close up the gate to keep the walkers out.
0: Oh, that's so, amazing.
1: So there were some saviors that were like, you know, screw this. They're not interested in us and our well-being, so why are we going to protect saviors? Why are we going to go back to that? They you almost know?
0: literally threw them under the bus. <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> the like, school bus seriously so they're like whatever so it's never too late to switch sides so to speak or to change your mind so i'm glad that tara kind of owned up yeah and she even mentions glenn if, like if it wasn't for glenn mm-hmm. taking a chance on me yeah you know i was like thank you it needed to be said
0: yeah but, you know, I think Tara had been wrestling with that question ever since Dwight did what he did, you know, not revealing her location, not telling mm-hmm. the saviors where they were. She mm-hmm. had probably been noodling that for a while. And I think maybe even Daryl yelling at her, too, right. probably just probably. like didn't help <laughs> with her right. thinking about what Dwight did right uh, in the swamp. So finally, when what happened happened. She knew that Dwight had good aim. Yeah, he managed to hit Denise from far away, right. right in the eye. Yep. So I think she knows he wasn't shooting to kill. Right. Clean through, no vital organs, arteries, nothing. Yep. So
1: he had to keep up the appearances.
0: Yeah, yeah. And maybe, maybe just that little bit of of that surprise kind of just jolted her right. too. Right. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think Daryl's going to take from this? I mean, he's he's kind of hesitating himself, I think too.
1: It's going to have to be a scenario where Dwight literally saves Daryl's life somehow. And Daryl, oh that's, that's that's the only way I feel like Daryl's going to get it. That, like, this guy is not trying to, like, turn you in. He honestly just wants to, like, be free and, like, find his wife.
0: You know, I had a, a rude flashback to something that we said, I think, either in the first or second episode mm-hmm. of Squawking Dead. Uh-huh. Do you remember what we said about Daryl? <laughs> we oh said that he was going to get it, and he, we said that it was probably going to be Dwight. Oh, Gosh. I'm not sure that that's going to happen, but I just, I, I'm yeah. now I'm like not sure. I,
1: a lot of people speculate that you can't have Daryl and Dwight, that Ooh. one of them. Like even now, even like in the recent episodes. I don't know about recently, but there was a lot of talk for some time when it was like Daryl and Dwight, like they were kind of like interchangeable, but they are like one of them has got to go. I don't necessarily know if I agree with that, depending on where they take the story. I don't either. You know, know. I don't, yeah, it's, it's very open ended where they could go. And remember, Daryl is not a comic book character. Right, right. He is a character that was created for the show. So in reality, there's no need to necessarily keep him on board. He's not integral to the story. In fake reality. Right, (laughs) right.
0: But you know what, though? I I have to concede that even though he wasn't, they've kind of built a almost a sympathetic character out of Dwight. Based, oh, yeah. Based on think, his upbringing and all that.
1: I think so. I think they've done a good job of basically trying to kind of make him sympathetic. And I feel like they've tried to do that with Dwight. And I think to an extent, they have tried a little bit of that with Negan as well. Obviously, with with Dwight, it's been a lot more effective because we see where he was, or even before that, when he encountered Daryl in the woods with Sherry and her sister, we encounter him then, when when he escaped you right. know, the sanctuary and, and all that. And we see him after he's been punished and burned and back at the sanctuary and we see him here now, you know, as somebody who realizes like, I can't, you know, do this forever. This guy took my wife and burned my face and I I'm, I don't want this. I think that he is a very believable and sympathetic character for sure because I think that they honestly want to do the same with Negan I think that they would like people to be able to feel conflicted about what do you do with Negan rather than just kind of feeling like oh you gotta kill him you know like I think that they want people to kind of feel a sense of is it the right decision to kill him or like you know or they've got, or, a,
0: they've got a lot big challenge when it comes to that I mean we're almost at the end of the season and I don't
1: know I, what, I what the, do you feel I like Negan as a character I don't like him as a human being obviously <laughs> because he's a psychopath well not a psychopath like Simon he's a different kind of crazy he's got like but,
0: a like a what do you call it like a a compulsion he does the same behavior he he tries to lock people into categories you know he tries to fit people into like a certain box right well he believes in order yeah exactly exactly
1: to to the authoritarian level but he believes in you know this strict idea of order and rules and i guess it's worked for the longest time up until now I don't think that they'll ever be able to successfully make Negan a sympathetic character just because for me personally, I have to go with the fact that like, he's got concubines, can't get past that. Mm. Come on, dude, you're, you're abusing your power here. Whereas Rick has never gone as far as ever to abuse his power for perks, whether it be like sex or food or alcohol or whatever, you never, Rick's democracy is a democracy of the people, whereas Negan is an authoritative, authoritarian state, (laughs) you know?
0: Well, remember remember the rictatorship period? Yes, the where Yes. He was kind of just bowl over the Alexandrians, killing Porch Dick, you know, that yes. sort of thing. Yes. So there was that little period of time. Now, maybe he's doing it for different reasons. Maybe he's doing it to protect other people. But mm-hmm. there was that little spark of like, it's my way or the highway kind of thing. He- people are looking to me to be the leader. I know they resolved that over the course of the show, you know, him seating. His influence to, you know, Michonne, to Maggie's kind of really mm-hmm. just dele- delegating that and saying, hey, we're equals. Obviously, people look up to you, you and you. There was that moment where, you know, you're out there too long, you're mm-hmm. su- surviving, and people really looking to you for answers. It's a lot of pressure.
1: Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm.
0: almost having his son killed by the claimers. Mm -hmm. It's not a fun picture. People like Negan. These obsessive—he's the kind of guy who will come over to your house and organize your spice rack, whether you like (laughs) it or not. By height.
1: That's actually really funny.
0: That's and that's the kind of person that he is. He's just—you know—it's my way or the highway. Look, I don't Mm -hmm. care if it's just the most efficient way, and you'll thank me for it, or you won't, and I'll just punch you in the face if you don't let me organize your spice rack. That sounds about right. (laughs) So. I don't see a way out and you don't seem to see it that's that's a big critique on the show but then again you know these guys they always seem to find a way to pull a boner (laughs) I I like using that expression because it's an actual one from way back
1: (laughs) from way back yeah
0: from way back nobody says that because they think of other things but, yeah yeah I, I feel like it will make that moment or those series the string of moments where he does where he does become somewhat sympathetic that much more cool if they can do it right yeah no definitely but it's looking like a kobayashi maru's experience here for in the meantime the unwinnable exercise basically yes oh, yeah. and where's captain kirk when you need him yeah. um sorry that was a little star trek <laughs> reference We really ought to talk about Maggie right now.
1: Maggie's leadership. She's had a couple of people rave about her leadership.
0: Yeah. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Let's talk about that side of the coin first, Mm -hmm. because getting that out of the way she has it on lock mm-hmm. i don't even think she knows I, and actually i know that she doesn't really know how good a leader she is for sure right yeah but she is killing it mm-hmm. this whole plan of hers that she strung together you know, very well thought out trying to take yeah. care of her people mm-hmm. there is a whole other side of this coin though brought out in like a couple of points
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that side of the coin is dark the one thing that we that you have to notice is that she didn't have to do what she ended up doing. She could have just defended the hilltop, right? Pushed them off, let the defenses take care of themselves. You have the little speed, the little tire traps, you know, so they can't bust through the door. You you know you just ward them off at the at the gates. You know you fire your arrows. You know you do some precision attacks. Just defend the stronghold. They could have just done that. But she yeah. perp- she purposely led them through the walls. Yes. With one with one
1: idea in mind, which was kill me, and she's exactly. she's completely focused on that to the point that she eventually is concerned that. Her bloodlust is coming in at a high cost in terms of the lives of uh, the people in her community that she is trying to protect. So you definitely can sense that she has that conflict.
0: Yeah, definitely. It 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 comes up uh, at least in like three instances. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the first one is obviously right after the conflict. There's there's a bunch of deaths that they have to account for, and the savers run away. That was the Mm -hmm. first instance. Right. The second instance is when she's talking to the one of the hilltop guys in the house, right? Exactly. And the hilltop. Mm -hmm. guy basically says Gregory only cared about himself and it was kind of like a double-edged compliment at the same time it did make her pause because she had already mentioned something about when when they were burying some of the people all the losses that they had yeah and that that was the thing when she said you care about us it made her pause a little bit Mm -hmm. not in like a a smiley kind of way but like in a kind of like did I though Mm mm-hmm Was my my plan
1: to protect or am I just or am I just trying to fulfill my own revenge? Yeah, my own revenge. Yeah.
0: What's really cool about that is like you see how Rick does it. He's just bounding off and, you know, trying to get Negan. He was supposed to honk the horn on the way to.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: for the people on the hilltop just to say, oh, they're coming. Yeah. He abandoned that mm-hmm. and went for Negan. But Maggie, she's calculating. She mm-hmm. she turns on She turns the screws. Like, she really is. But that's another kind of bounding into nothing. Like, you're doing the calculations and you're trying to get Negan. Maybe you're trying to limit the amount of sacrifices that need to be made for that. But the fact that you're willing to risk people mm-hmm. to actually get this done, it really does give me pause at the very least. Mm-hmm. And and it's the very guy that paid her that compliment that turned and started yeah. eating you know eating the people inside the house. Uh, yeah, isn't that so? It's like ironic.
1: It is ironic. It's, it's definitely that, ironic. It's so crazy. Poor Maggie.
0: Yeah, and then obviously the third point is when she's bearing more of her people after that attack. Yes. Do you know who that person was, the, the person that is complimenting her and keeping everybody safe and everything? You really are a good leader. Diane. Yeah, but it really came to a head mm-hmm. when she explained it to her. how. Yes,
1: where her motivation is coming
0: from. Yeah, she didn't have to either, by the way. <laughs> she no. could have just kept that in the in her pocket
1: maggie's in a zone
0: yeah holding back but i think she's starting to see unlike rick that sacrificing all these people just to get to one person it's, is it worth it yeah i mean how many other glens have i just sacrificed in the pursuit right. of this negan
1: yeah and of this one man
0: yeah is it worth it and phil keeps her on her toes too like phil phil al i mean mm-hmm. god damn it mm-hmm. he's he's con- he and Sadiq, they're they're constantly reminding her that this is what it's about you're, right. you're you're converting people in the process you don't even know the good that you're doing right now right yep she just picked up a couple of people that to replace the people that she lost and mm-hmm. you know, some of these savior guys yep which kind of brings us to al
1: oh al trying Put, to make moves on maggie putting trying the make... moves on maggie yeah. yeah yeah they're gonna be together not really
0: like putting the moves but like he's well, doing he's know. saying all the right things
1: <laughs> i've been in that situation especially at work where you may have like somebody who's single mm. and you're just kind of minding your own business but you can hear them talking to somebody else. And even though they're not saying anything that's risque, like you can tell that they're testing the waters. Yeah, I don't know if Maggie's putting off that vibe, but I think- <laughs> No, no, I I think Al I think Al's is, definitely trying to put that out there. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't even have to see it just by kind of hearing it. I can tell that they, on their part, they're trying. And in this case, it's, it is Al trying. Well, it's peacock feathers. That's what I like to put yes. it. Peacock yes. feathers,
0: you know, I'm just showing you my plumage. Yeah. Yep. Nothing. There you go. Not trying to actively seduce you. This is just no. my, this is
1: The way I am. He's nope. my plumage. Exactly. He's not trying to actively do anything. He's just kind of putting himself out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. It's like you said. I don't think he's intentionally. I don't think he's intentionally trying to do it. Mm-mm. But I think it's working. <laughs> I think it's. I, I. think it will work. Kind of.
1: Sort of. Yeah.
0: Although I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad if if she decided to go for Sadiq. I don't know. <laughs>
1: mm, I think I. am I'm, I'm. But he might well. be gay,
0: as, as we pointed out. <laughs>
1: I don't think Sadiq is. I, I think Aaron and Jesus will be together. Okay. I think they should. I, I think I,
0: Jerry and Sadiq, I'm still kind of in that boat.
1: Oh, <laughs> I, I think, well, here's the reason why I think differently is based on the comic, if they do go down that road, Sadiq already is betrothed to another Walking Dead character Ooh, who is who is alive right now very much so
0: i don't know if this was in the sneak peeks or during the show during the episode but they did but rick did make mention of the walker guts on lucille and yes how each yes. and every time negan was exposed to the guts he did not get sick and he had a mm. crack on him too like like rick cracked him with the bat too i don't know if like burning yeah. it like lessened the effects but I don't know. There's something about him just walking away unscathed around all those guts that makes me wonder about him. Like Morgan he says, "I don't die." Yeah,
1: he's like, "Oh no," he said, "I'm a goddamn cat," which I love. <laughs> love that. I told you, I told you. Somebody like said that that said that they want a t-shirt that says "I'm a goddamn cat" plain on a white shirt, no contacts, <laughs> nothing. I was like, "That is awesome." Oh, I love that line. I thought that was great. Gonna lose because I understood what he meant. I was like, "But okay. he said
0: something before that." <laughs> <laughs> in a couple I don't know, like several episodes before that that he just doesn't die you know he's he's too something he would, for this world I don't yeah
1: and the I think it was the episode with Father Gabriel when they're stuck in the trailer
0: yeah yeah. I
1: think that he mentions something either inside. when he goes
0: inside the crowd or something or before that or before that walkers. something like
1: that I, or it might have been when he showed up back at the sanctuary I think that's oh what I'm yeah impressed. that's right that's a good when, one when he showed up again and he kind of made a big point it's like I'm not ready to die yet and blah 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 like you know he kind of so so that's something w- something Something's with testicles
0: yeah i don't know so yeah. there's
1: always some reference to balls and
0: how they're metal so, i don't know right yeah metallic of some kind
1: always shining so that's a that's a metaphor that's used quite a bit with the saviors <laughs> or with yeah that's true saviors yes negan Moore. yeah negan more <laughs> but simon has as well
0: yeah he's uh breezy nuts but anyway yes, yeah <laughs> Yeah. Maybe there's something more to it. I don't know. You never know what these guys are thinking. these writers are thinking. Is he invincible?
1: The guts thing. And I mean, they've towed around with that sort of thing, the whole idea of immunity. And I think that people have just kind of let it go because I don't know if it was Kirkman or Gimple that was like, we're not going to go down the path about a cure. Because in my mind, I just thought about the situation with Father Gabriel, who clearly did the same thing as Negan, became sick, started deteriorating pretty badly. They stumble upon this house with antibiotics that basically halts the progression of this. It seems... That, yeah, that at does, least stops it, right? At least stops it, which is very interesting. That sort of thing is very hard to understand, particularly because of the fact that God knows they've done that guts trick before. They did it in season one, Rick and Glenn. They did it in season five, I think it was, when the, the Horde invaded uh, Alexandria. Yeah. All of that. Like, they've done this... This this trick a few times and no one has ever gotten sick. So they
0: they do it on fear all the time. By the way,
1: I know that's what I hear. They do it on fear all the time. And fear was
0: young too. Fear fear was like near the beginning. Mm -hmm, Let's put it that mm -hmm. way.
1: Yeah. So it's very strange, you know. And now it's like, oh, you know, you get sick and you could die or whatever. I'm like,
0: "Hmm." I'm really open to the idea that the guts are too putrid or something. But the fact that the fact that it doesn't affect Negan, it just it bothers me a little bit to the point where it makes me think okay maybe we should be paying attention to this and
1: i'm not saying that he's immune but maybe he has a
0: higher immunity
1: Uh Maybe, know. maybe there's a, maybe there's a potential for people to have some sort of immunity to it. I mean, he is pretty covered though. Like yeah. he always has like the dark jeans, the leather, like he's leathered out. He's wearing leather, yeah. boots, oh, okay. leather jacket, leather hand gloves, mm-hmm. you know, so rather than that polyester uh, collar, rather than the polyester collar. Yeah. <laughs> and and the cotton <laughs> sure, that probably isn't really providing all that much protection. No. Poor Not like leather, neighbor. leather is <laughs> the way to go. Uh, noted. <laughs> apocalypse. Stock yep. up on your leathers. Stock up on your leather. That's why I always have a lot of leather. I guess those, I guess. Uh, <laughs> really, that's I open. do. It's good to I know. do. know. No, I do. <laughs> and actually, I went to a store one time that I, f- I frequent and they had my records there. So they, you know, they asked for my phone number. So I gave it to them. And they were like, you really like leather, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Eddie? <laughs> I was like... I do.
0: But now we got to talk about Henry. <laughs> and I've I been saving this for last because I'm just so goddamn the, pissed.
1: <laughs> stay in the damn house. Because my thing is that it made no sense. I mean, why unlock the gate? It's a chain link fence. You could shoot through that thing. There are gaps all over the place. There's no need for you to unlock it and go inside. Why? Why? What purpose does it serve? He's not had a brush with death yet. No, he hasn't. Like, clearly. He's, he's, no, he, he's young and, and just stupid and, and just inexperienced experience so that was is he even uh, pubescent you know what i mean like does he have those hormones in the system no 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 he's got to be like 10 like (laughs) not even 12 i don't he doesn't even strike me as being 12 like he doesn't
0: even have like a pube it's sad. It's a very sad. A,
1: he is a child. Oh, yeah. So I mean, somebody should be should have been keeping an eye on this kid. Well, it was um, like
0: three, four in the morning
1: though. It, it was yeah. Um, that's interesting how they showed time because it, it kind of helped to track like how long it takes for these people to turn. It was right. Sort of, okay, here it is. It's two thirty six, and now it's three whatever. And... Which,
0: by the way, if you've been watching Fear, they they actually calculated what the time was.
1: I heard about that. Somebody <laughs> mentioned that that on Fear they actually did some sort of study on it and kind of calculated how long it takes to actually turn.
0: About an hour and seventeen minutes.
1: <laughs> and I think that you know what? They they used they did the same thing here. Like I yep. think that they're kept it consistent. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Except for Shane who turned like in thirty seconds. <laughs> 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 That's that's true. That is true. Oh, wait, no, you know Shane what,
0: though? There's case. a difference. There's a difference. These people were bitten. Shane died. When he, okay. it's, it's, there's a little okay. bit of a difference. You know yeah. what?
1: That is a very excellent point because Shane was directly killed. These people were bitten, and you have to wait for it to take effect. So yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, they weren't
0: okay. even bitten, which is even weirder. No,
1: it, yeah, exactly. They were just infected, and now they. it took time for the infection to run its course.
0: Ooh, doggy. Yeah, yeah. God, the science
1: behind zombie vibes.
0: <laughs> yeah. If Henry would have just done what he was supposed to do would the walker attack from within the gates of the hilltop have been as bad he was supposed to protect the people in the atrium
1: that's what ezekiel had told him he's like you know protect the people inside granted they were back and they were there but yeah and save that was whatever his... yeah he at the very least could have taken that assault rifle and put down some of these walkers before they attacked all these people so yeah. or even
0: just with the stick i mean really or, or just
1: with the stick too either way you know it's like get these walkers here we go i mean i'm not firm in that i Idea, but like, I think it would have been minimized. He would have he would have been far more useful uh, than what he was doing, which man. was just adding further complications.
0: Which I hope they bring up again because oh, I think so. If he was just there, he would have stopped that that attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're gonna hate me for this <laughs> every time I see dialogue with Gregory. I'm oh, like, you man! Oh yeah.
1: Uh in it's, its comic re- it
0: is comic relief and it's just yeah. so welcome to in this world of just absolute serious I'll c- just pipe down, I want to hear Gregory for, for a minute. Oh my God. <laughs> and yeah, need a little bit more comic relief.
1: And I do like that, like when they have those moments. Like even when that when Henry was sitting outside the pen staring at them and the guy was like, Can you take the kid somewhere else? He's creeping everybody. <laughs> Jared, right? Is yes. it Jared? Yeah. It is Jared, yes.
0: Yeah. The other component to Gregory being slightly comic relief is that in some way you kind of think I bet He's a nice guy, right? Right? And then you know as they're escaping the pen he just he, he does that like I, I don't know what it is everything that what's his name Xander Berkeley. so subtle but like that look that he gives him as he's on the floor as Henry's on the floor being like practically trampled mm-hmm. it's just so perfect <laughs> it's and obviously oh you dick bag yeah <laughs> you you son yeah. of a bitch self-interested dick bag he but is. That's, that's what but makes that's it so convincing is. like it's just perfect that is who he is I love being toyed by this guy <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> stop he- toying with
0: my emotions Xander Berkeley he
1: plays his role and he
0: plays it well he's like you know that emoji 100 that's that's him yes reacts. 100
1: yeah. absolutely <laughs> him and steven Ogg. <laughs> yeah 100. the Ogg couple <laughs> yes exactly
0: <sighs> sorghum uh, anyway, sorry, so- pancakes anyway
1: <laughs> so yeah, I know that's right. The sort of pancakes. Side note: Did you catch when they killed off Sasha? Sasha's last meal was pancakes from Negan. It was kind of like a little nod to Abraham because Abraham told Glenn when they found out that Maggie was pregnant. When you were mixing the Bisquick, <laughs> you trying to make pancakes. <laughs> and it's those moments that I miss Abraham. I miss Abraham. Oh man, so much. <laughs> When those things come up, I miss Abraham because he added the in terms of comic relief, Abraham had the best lines, oh he man, had the best. it was just the best
0: I mean, Jerry, wow. I love you, but you don't have these lines. Man. no,
1: no, I love Jerry, but it's not like like Abraham would say these things that were just so ridiculous, and it was just hilarious oh, like I, I I miss Abraham, damn it. <sighs> Ugh.
0: Killing me, you—you're you're killing me. I'm like coughing up a lung, <laughs> just all of a sudden laughing.
1: <gasps> but it's
0: true. Uh, and I was like, "Oh, boring. but yeah, it." it- <laughs> so little little henry bisquick is uh do, where do you think um our lovely little silver dollar pancake is our ginger I, our ginger that's pancake. a very
1: good question i don't know where he could have run off to because the last time we saw he was basically getting trampled as they're like running out the pen so i don't know if he actually had the gall to run after them
0: my feeling so, is that he did that's
1: all i can think of that he's
0: on their heels or something like that right But there's another part of me saying that uh, maybe they took him with them. Maybe the saviors Mm. took him with them. Didn't look like they did, but.
1: It didn't look like they did because they just kind of like, unless they went, he went after them and they just kind of like took him in that sense. In that process, right. In that process. But they didn't seem to kind of like be concerned with him. They were just sort of like, all right, guys, come on. They took his gun and done.
0: Oh, gosh. And you know, as much as I hate him for what he did, there's a part of me that goes, what if there's, this is like another Sophia situation.
1: I thought about that. And then I I feel so bad. I would feel horrible for Carol I would feel horrible because oh my god have that yeah. guilt
0: that's three times yeah technically yeah three times yeah the second one was a twofer but still oh
1: yeah there was a moment that passed through my head because you know that that kid is actually related you know the girl who played Sophia oh on the yeah show? it's her brother that's something. her brother. Yeah. That, yeah. Is, that wow. is her brother in real life. That's amazing. So I thought to myself for a second, I was like, oh, God, I wonder if they're going to go down that road. Oh, that would be sad.
0: Well, especially with what Carol's going through right yes. now. Oh, yes. And let's, let's jump into the sneak peek with that, at least in mind, the uh, talking mm-hmm. dead sneak peek, I think it is. Mm-hmm. So basically, Zeke is calling out Carol saying, uh, you don't want to you know, go after these saviors, go after Henry. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you told me to fake it till I make it, make it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just basically says you're just stopped by Caratus. You're just are you you're just too afraid. Mm. You're too afraid to find out the truth. And it's mm. a bunch of things. I think I think she's frustrated with Henry, she's really mm-hmm. upset that Tobin is gone. You know, trying yeah. to import this optimism on her.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: This could be really bad for her.
1: Yeah, Carol's been on the brink the past couple of seasons where she's just kind of teetering. Not all that dissimilar from Morgan, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Which is probably why they get along so well as much as they have their issues is that they just kind of have this sort of back and forth conflict of, ugh how do i want to like exist in this world do i want to be this person do i want to be this person they can't seem to find that middle ground right and to find a place where they can live right right and to find a place where they, they they've accepted that this is this world and it's going to involve something like this and that's just the new reality it's yeah. new normal they're still very much conflicted so i god henry i don't know hopefully he's okay i hope i, I don't know
0: and i don't know if it's the thing gonna be is, okay
1: and that's what i'm saying because the way they've built up this kid it's either because he's going to be a part of something in the future or because you're trying to milk it when you kill him off in the next couple of episodes that it's going to be like impactful
0: you know what it begs the question of whether carol is much longer for this world
1: You know what? I honestly, I honestly thought when she was struggling with Tobin that I thought for a moment that she was just going to succumb to being consumed by him. I really had a moment like allow
0: it, right? Allow
1: it, exactly. Stop fighting it. Spoiler alert: No. In the comics, Carol is a very different person than she is on the show. The background story is is the same battered housewife, that sort of stuff. But Carol kind of falls apart and is not very emotionally and mentally strong for this world and she kind of kills herself via walker. Like she basically mm. allows it to happen. She she doesn't kill herself directly mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. she allows this to happen rather than to stop it. So for a moment when she was having this little fight with Tobin and it was kind of slow motion sort of, you know, whatever you had a, you was, had a clutch your pearls moment. I was like, oh man, is she just gonna like let it happen and just kinda give up. I was glad she didn't, but I was concerned. I had a moment that I was concerned.
0: I'm kind of glad you told me about that because in a way maybe this is one of those things where they were gonna do it and maybe this is them telling us that she didn't do it we have these like instances in in the show that have happened before like do you remember when rick uh got his hand cut and we knew for we thought for certain okay he's got he's got his hand cut with this infected blood and he's gonna have to chop off his hand you were saying last week that his wound you know these two people like michonne and and sadiq trying to clean his wound because it's gonna get infected you thought for sure they'd (laughs) chop off his hand
1: I honestly still am not sure what I think about that hand, the whole hand thing. I thought it was his
0: face though in this episode. That's the thing.
1: That got cut? Yeah. The thing is that Michonne made a comment and said, like, about his hand, about about a cut on his hand. Mm -hmm. And I was like, uh oh. Like, (laughs) I was like, danger. Whoa, whoa, whoa. danger. When did that happen? Who inflicted (laughs) that? Because that was my call out. I was like, are we going to see him start to have a reaction where he starts feeling a little funny, starts getting a little feverish or whatever.
0: Yeah, I think if you're feverish, it's too late, too, by the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's like, so I, I'm, it's- I'm concerned. This show loves to basically put things out there the fact that she even mentions that just makes me feel like she must have said that for a reason it's not like a throwaway sort of dialogue line
0: (laughs) hey comics fans he's gonna Uh, lose a hand (laughs) comic
1: fans we might still cut off his hand you know
0: what though I I, I don't think they're gonna go that route
1: a lot of people don't
0: yeah but I do want to flip back to Rick though yes because when when Sadiq and Michonne are trying to help him out I just feel like he needs to not stop I think he needs his wounds open and bleeding he does not want to be healed. I think he wants to remember the pain so that he can use it to... To fuel him. I don't think he wants to rest until it's done.
1: I, I agree. I think so. I think he's on his spree. Like, he's... he. He's focused, man. That's what yeah. he's, he's interested in doing. He yeah. doesn't want to
0: accept comfort either. You know, no. Sadiq's words.
1: No, he he doesn't want to accept that whatsoever. He's not interested in accepting that at all. Yeah, you can tell. Like he doesn't want to hear it.
0: Yeah, is he going to be the last one to do it too? Is he? Is he going to be the last one to kind of stop? Like I think it feels like a contest right now between he and mm-hmm. Daryl right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think Maggie's starting to abate, but Daryl and he are like they're like a race to oblivion right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that Maggie kind of gets it. Like at, you can clearly tell it the end of the episode like a whole idea of like god oh, at what cost right and you don't want to get so blinded by fury that you will go to any means and put all these people's lives at risk yeah what was it for to... right like what is it for the interesting
0: thing about her is that she's had way more time to grieve too and you know what i'm wondering about the passage of time too because are we talking about months or weeks But I... in terms of how much time has passed yeah since okay let's say
1: since glenn since... bit it Um, you know, it's so hard to tell on the show. It really is. And I think some people try to say like, oh, it's only been a matter of how many weeks. And I'm like, really? And I was telling this to my coworker today, actually, about this whole savior arc and how it's been pretty lengthy. And I kind of put it in perspective and I said, like, look, when Negan made his arrival in the season finale where he killed somebody and we didn't know who it was, when that episode aired, I was still in New York. It'll be two oh, wow. years in May that I've been in Florida and we are still on the Savior's Ark and hasn't been resolved. So from a timing perspective, it feels like Maggie's been pregnant forever. Yeah, some, yeah. But then some people say that, like, well, in, in actuality, it's only been, like, I don't know how many weeks or months or whatever. I'm like, well.
0: Because yeah, I want to say it's, like, two months. Probably, yeah. On, the, like, the mid-range, I can easily see how somebody would do the calculation. It would be like, oh, it's only been a month. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'd be like, wow. that took a. Lo- <laughs> I think it took a lot more film uh, <laughs> to shoot than it than it did the actual timeline yeah i mean you have all these overlaps obviously between different settings but Mm -hmm. wow that's like the filming of the lord of the rings it took 10 (laughs) years to make and took took a span of maybe a month maybe three weeks (laughs) between between the shire and uh, mount doom (laughs) like that's it's just crazy it's hard to imagine. That's like a fourth yeah. of some, like a sixth or seventh of somebody's life or something. Ugh. We get another sneak peek. Basically, the hilltop people, Maggie, Rosita, Daryl, they're saying we're low on ammo, mm-hmm. and they're they're taking a guess and saying that the saviors are too. Mm-hmm. However, Rosita kind of chimes in and says yeah you know what that's not true because you know they have a bullet maker
1: Mm, mm -hmm.
0: and that kind of takes us into that sneak peek montage that we saw where basically they're at the machine shop and they see Eugene through the binoculars and Rosita basically says yeah we don't have to take out the machines just the man Mm. what do you think about that
1: I don't think that they'll do it yeah I I, I don't think so I don't think so either I think it's
0: gonna be really weird when they encounter him though
1: but I do think that it's gonna lead us to Eugene having a moment where maybe with the assistance of Father Gabriel kind of realizes his purpose and they find a way to help the resistance by, like I said, either smuggling bullets to Rick and team or making defective blanks, yeah. you know. For, for the saviors.
0: Well, let's let's remember one thing is that Negan's out of the picture for now with Jadis. Correct. So we don't know what, what's going to happen. And also we don't um. know how Simon is going to interact with Eugene because right. he's obviously in charge in the meantime. There's mm-hmm. a lot of volatile variables in this picture here. So we don't yes, really know what's going to happen. Oh, and obviously Eugene is probably going to confront Simon about the whole resources mm-hmm. thing and Simon's going to retort something maniacal. <laughs> <in> the <meantime. laughs> In the meantime, Absolutely. that's the weird thing about Simon. It's like I said, he's used to having none of the responsibilities. So it's mm-hmm. like you've taken the leash off this long leash off of a dog and he doesn't realize that he's, n- he's no longer attached,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you
0: know, roaming free. The master's gone. Yeah. Is he finally not going to see the bullet coming until it's already too late? Yeah. Do, you know, do you feel me on this one? Because it's kind of like at some point he's going to realize, oh, I don't have a leash on me. Oh, I have all these responsibilities. I'm, I'm interested in seeing that interaction though with Eugene though if it does happen that's gonna be
1: crazy (laughs) (laughs) I think Eugene's gonna go oh I gotta go (laughs) yeah well you know Eugene doesn't like confrontation for anything right it's time I made my departure (laughs) that was a good (laughs) one thank
0: you you're welcome (laughs) Let's all talk like Eugene for the rest of the show. Oh, my God. Rick confronts Al, basically, on where the saviors would go, Mm -hmm. the escaped ones. Mm -hmm. I think that's very interesting, too. This could be very interesting for Rick to kind of lean a little bit on trust because he's basically trusting Al to give him the right information, too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm looking for any gateway for Rick to come to kind of come back a little bit. It does look like Morgan and Carol are searching for Henry by the end of it. So Ezekiel basically does get to Carol on some level Mm -hmm. because you do see them go out and they they encounter a herd of walkers at some point somewhere. Yeah. And I think you even mentioned this is that Rick confronts Morgan Mm. and he says, Mm -hmm. we'll finish it. You and me. Yes. Rick don't know that Morgan's having a systems failure.
1: <laughs> yeah, Rick doesn't know that Morgan's having a crisis of conscience.
0: Right, right. I don't think Morgan's gonna be able to kill anymore. He may not. I think he's stuck. You know what it is? I think it's like having like a superpower. I mean, mm-hmm. but like an evil one. Mm-hmm. And like never being able to access it again. Yeah it's a really good thing but it's Mm -hmm. also kind of a really bad thing i agree in a weird way like he's locked out of the that kingdom let's say of being able to kill and not die Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like this weird obsession where you can't access those powers but at the same time it's probably the best thing for you buddy
1: yeah
0: Ugh. gosh morgan yeah and the last thing we do see is that jadis has
1: negan (laughs) on a skid tied up i got jada's is such a freak i don't know what she's gonna do
0: because she's such a variable she's just such an unknown yeah very we don't we don't unknown. know where this is gonna go
1: no not in the least loving it no i i love it too it's just you just don't know where she's gonna go with things because she's such a loose cannon you know oh yeah in
0: in the highest order because yes. she's she's not technically a character so it's kind of like
1: mm-hmm.
0: or maybe she is and she's just somebody that just hasn't been announced in the comic but i, I don't know but it's the daryls and the the jadis is i just love these unknowns because it it throws something in the mix i love Mm -hmm. that rick hasn't had his hand chopped off i i like the fact that carol's still around And, and you know what I feel like if they were going to kill off Carol they would have killed her off at the prison let's say or somewhere that would have been, been the opportunity between the prison and Terminus somewhere in that span mm-hmm. of time you know if she does go I think they're going to give her they're going to write her a better, better ending like, like oh, Abraham
1: yeah. yeah like they did Abraham even Tyrese had a beautiful send off you yeah. know did so. he have a different send off than in the comics or was he in the comics Oh, he was in the comics but I don't recall what his his death was hmm. I don't
0: know I wonder if it was like the comic though because that would have been because it did kind of look like a comic kind the way of. it was
1: done yeah, yeah the way
0: flip back and forth between Mm -hmm. unreality and reality I kind of like that a lot
1: Mm -hmm.
0: when you can get moments like that like Morgan seeing visions and and Tyree seeing visions and and you can get away with it (laughs) oh it's the fever talking or Morgan's really batshit crazy right (laughs) correct yeah Mm -hmm. otherwise it's like I said last week you just don't want it to be like a cheat
1: yeah Yeah.
0: Like a cheap ploy.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. More than anything, I want to know what Jadis is up to. Yeah. Especially because we have three episodes left, essentially. We have episode 14, 15, and 16. They've got to wrap this up. And I really wanted them to wrap this up by episode 15 because in my mind, I wanted them to do the time jump in episode 16 so that it almost sort of wets the palate for season nine. Because I feel like if we end the war right at the very last episode, what is to entice you to come back in season nine and watch. I feel like we have to get a glimpse of what the future holds something
0: other than what we've got right got going right now right does it have to be completely different staging does it have to be a completely different setting or are we still dipping our toes between where we are now and where we're going I think that's that's be- a good question though I think
1: we all know Carl had his vision of what he saw but I want to see what is after the war what does it look like right what is that what does that life look like you know right, right. the rebuilding using that Georgie's book what gets built what gets created I want to see that and I don't need to necessarily see all of it but I want to get it- a glimpse of that so that that way i'm excited for what season nine has to show you know what it's kind of like
0: stockholm syndrome Mm -hmm. (laughs) we've been we've been taken hostage by this world for so long right we got used to the idea that this was it there's nothing else there's nothing there's only survival there's only moving on yeah like what carol said today Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. it's it's you live moment by moment every battle is just a a chance to fight to live another day maybe a night yep So to kind of go from that to a new paradigm is really, it could be very jarring. Yeah. (laughs) I just can't imagine after eight seasons, it suddenly being like in the ninth season, something completely different. Mm -hmm. There's got to be some toe dipping or something, right? There has to be some sort of transition, but who knows, right? I want to see what that looks like. You know what? I'll tell you one thing. You can't always get what you want, but you just might get what you need. Great song. I think that is a good way to round out this episode. That is
1: an excellent way to round this
0: (laughs) (laughs) And with that, everybody, have a good one. We'll see you on episode 14 and talk about it next week.
1: Have a good one.